Post Uncorked. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. We are going to a new place today called Ruby Cellars. Yep. It's in Atascadero, like downtown Atascadero. Um, What is downtown Atascadero? Like by the Sunken Gardens. Okay. Like I feel like from the movie theater to Traffic Way is like maybe downtown. I don't know. It's going to be eventually downtown. Yeah. Anyways, um, last night I was at Brew at the Zoo and I tasted their wines and it was this guy and his son and they were so nice and so down to earth and I talked to him about coming in today and he was into it so I'm super stoked to be here. So here we go we're gonna go check out the wines um I see a sign in the front that says five dollars for ten pours. I know that which is, is a very exciting. Unheard of. Yeah I think we've gone to one other winery that had a five dollar tasting fee. But not that many wines. Right right so we will let you guys know uh, uh what comes out of that and yeah. how the wines are. Yeah, we'll see you after. See you after. Let me start with our uh, Roussan for 2017. This one got us a silver medal in the San Francisco Chronicle wine competition. Uh, the grapes come from Glen Rose Vineyards, which uh, is about, I believe it's about 160 acres. And they just grow the fruit for making wine, and they sell to some of the better uh, wineries in the area. Cool. Nice. Awesome. So do you source all of your grapes? We do. Most, uh, mostly all from the Central Coast. Northern Santa Barbara County is about as far south as we go. Nice. I like this. Mm-hmm. So how long have you been here? Um, two years as of December. Okay. So is it, is it all like family? Complete. There cool. are four people in this organization. My son and I make the wine. His name's David. My name's Mike. Uh, his wife, Nicole, uh, does the graphics and the artwork. And my wife does the accounting and compliance. So Very cool. That's it. We have no helpers, no that's employees. Awesome. We do I it love all that. Ourselves. We take the grapes from the field, bring them to you here. It takes a while. Our, Red wines are uh, two years in the barrel, one year in the bottle, and we often use uh, multiple, we always use multiple yeasts to ferment them and mm -hmm. barrel age them separately, and then blend for complexity and more, more interesting wines. Okay. Also, all of our reds are unfined and unfiltered. We, oh, okay. uh, we just rack them to clarity. Cool. So you Should have been here. Over there so it's easier for him. Sure. Yeah. You've been here for two years. Yes. But did you have another location before that? How long have you been making wine? Um, we've been making wine for almost 10 years. And uh, before that, I was selling to uh, wine bars, restaurants, that sort of thing. Okay. But it became obvious that we needed a tasting room. And when I hooked up and got uh, our facility bonded in um, th 2013, we... Uh, we started uh, making wine cool. and uh, doing it. I decided it would have to be here because I yeah. live in Atascadero, and that's where we make the wine. This, yeah, by I the won't have to commute. <laughs> right. This, by the way, is our Viognier for 2017. We get our Viognier grapes from Caliza mm -hmm. uh, off of Anderson yeah. Road there next to Booker. Uh, Carl's been very nice uh, in supplying these for the last several years. So. Very neat. So where could we find your wine other than 
here in the tasting room? Uh, grape Encounters. <laughs> Next door. Oh, okay. Couple of, just a couple, I, you know, I'm going to be reaching out more this year to uh, other wine bars. Mm -hmm. I have sold in Morro Bay at uh, Wine Cellars and... Uh, Stacks. Stacks before. And it's time to go back and visit again. I kind of lost interest when I opened the tasting room. Mm -hmm. So how do you get these medals? Like, do they find you, or do you submit your wine for it? No, you just you submit wines for uh, to the various competitions that you want to be a part of, and whatever you want to submit. It's usually around a hundred dollars per entry bottle type, and it's four to six bottles that you ship off to them. And then there's no event. There's nothing to go to. There's it's all done in private, uh, you know, blind wow. tastings, and then the uh, results are announced. Cool. So it's that's kind of that's kind of how it works. Uh, this year, just for example, we submitted four wines to the San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. Actually, one of them was a neutral brandy, which we got a gold medal for. That's cool. Yes. Uh, three silver medals: uh, one for our Barbera, one for our Roussan. That was the first one you tried, and uh, one for the next one that we're going to try. I like oh. that Roussan a lot. I'm very excited know, to try this. We were just, we were talking, just about talking about uh, skin contact white wines. There you go. Uh, as you know, then they're called orange wines, mm -hmm. and you can do it with any white varietal. It's just treating the white grape like it would be a red grape. Yeah. And leaving the skins with the juice during primary fermentation. So this is our orange Viognier for 2017. I definitely thought it was going to be more orange. I'm a little bit disappointed. You know? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I definitely thought I was going to have an orange wine. And um, we upped the skin count. So when we got, we were pressing other Viognier to make our regular Viognier, we put those skins into the juice with the, uh, right, and just trying to up it. It's, it's not as much about the color, but the taste is going to be completely different then. Oh, that is very different. Now, the citrus taste that you might get is simply, you know, luck and good fortune. And uh, no oranges or citrus ever got close to it, but there is a kind of hint of citrus in it. I kind of dig it. I'm bummed I can't go to this. <laughs> because of your friend's wedding? Yeah. That's very inconvenient Ooh, of them. That's very interesting on this. Normally I'd turn on some jazz radio, but... No, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. It'll sound better. Yes, without radio. I know. Thank you so much for letting us come in here and do this, especially yeah. at the last minute. Great. Yeah, I appreciate it. No problem. It. We, oh, wait, we've been trying to go to places we've never been to. Uh-huh. So this is... Which is harder than yeah. I thought it would be. <laughs> there's a lot of places then, huh? Well, yeah, there's a lot of places, and then your mind automatically thinks of, like, the places you like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get a lot of apricots on this. Mm -hmm. I agree. It kind of has that color too. Mm -hmm. I just keep wanting to eat like the chewy little apricot ears from Trader Joe's. I love apricots. I do love those. Now, one of the things I'm going to let you guys talk about what you taste. Mm -hmm. I try not to do that. Yeah. I leave it up to the customers because. It's such a power of suggestion mm, that, yes. that winemaker has. You can say, oh, mm -hmm. I taste cherries and cassis, and they'll go, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, you can tell me you taste totally cherries, and then, and then I'd be like, well, maybe like some really like weird unripe or being or, you know. 
Yeah, yeah that's true. I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Like, if you tell me what I taste, some, not always, but often, I, then I taste it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not always that good at figuring it out on my own. Yeah, but then people could just be telling you, like, something. I, I don't know. Hey, it's been working for a while, so. <laughs> so let's, let's start next, or start on the red wines with our 2015 Syrah. This uh, we were tasting last night. I don't know if you had a taste. I can't recall. I know you're there. Um, I think I think I did. I think. Okay, we I just introduced that. two wines. The first one you're going to taste is this Syrah, and then the last one is going to be a Zin that also we just released last week, literally. That being said, they're not new wines. They're 2015. You'll notice that none of our wines are newer than 2015 because of that two-year barrel, one-year bottle philosophy. Yeah. Is there a specific reason for that philosophy? Only from our personal experience, a lot changes, especially in the bottle over a year. Yeah. uh, You know, I can just tell you that the wines after three or four months don't taste the same as they do 16 months later. For instance, yeah. The Zin was not as impressive as it is today, and now it's one of the more popular ones. We introduced it last week, and we sell more of that than anything. So That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's great. So a $5 tasting fee is pretty awesome. That's, right. You hardly ever see that anymore. Right. And do you always like pour all of your wines, yeah. or is it just for however many? No, it's all of them. So Very in this cool. case, it'll be 11 today. Mostly it's 10 to 11 wines, depending on what we're we have out and going (laughs) and the reason we do that is because we're not trying to make money off the tastings we're trying to get people in to taste generally when they do they like the wines and uh, they uh, it is very easy for them to sign up to our club ah yeah I think that's really cool. Where was the other place? Oh, River Star. River Star. Look at I remember the yep. name. They're tasting. That's the only other five dollar one I've seen. Yeah. I'm like, can we go It's back really to that? yeah, it's really unusual to find something even under like fifteen dollars. Like right. fifteen is kind of like the entry point, I feel like now. Yep. And like I say, we're not selling tastings, we're selling yeah. bottles yeah. of wine. Yeah. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's hard too for a lot of the wineries where they're on like winery row you know like I'm thinking vineyard drive and yeah it's multiple people just like you know out to drink and mm-hmm. I think they're trying to kind of limit that a little bit right Ooh, that's kind of nice a three bottle minimum yeah I'm gonna let me do it one time and then you know so that you know what our, our yeah. wine club yeah, is yeah, all no, about please, sure. please. Um, basically my wife and I designed the wine club and we said what don't we like about all the wine clubs? First is that they're shoving too much wine down your throat. It's three or six bottles every three months. And yeah. um, if you're signed up to a few wine clubs, you know, you can't get through it. We don't like that. So ours is three bottles twice a year, every six months. Number two, we didn't like the fact that we got wines over and over again, whatever they were trying to get rid of, that yeah. we didn't like in the first place. And now, yeah, it's just one of our science ones. And now, um, again, you know, we're getting it again the next shipment, and we're yeah. not really happy about that. So what we decided was you get to pick the wines. We have however many wines yeah, that we have to choose from. <laughs> to choose from. If you want them all to be the same, great. That, that's yeah. fine with us. Um, also, we want it to be easy to get into the club. So you buy three bottles, you're in. And if you do that, then the first bottle, the most expensive one, is half off. Hmm. 
The other two are 20% off. And then from then on, all wines that you ever buy here are 20% off. That's pretty cool. Yes. And if you're a member, you can come in and taste free anytime. And also, you can bring your friends, and they can taste free anytime. So up to about six people. We, we like to keep it about that. That's pretty generous. Mm-hmm. Six people, that's a lot. Yep. And so also... Uh, If you uh, belong to the club and you like a particular wine and you want to get half a case, six bottles, the discount goes to 25%. If you want to get a a case, it goes to 30%. That can be a mixed case of any of the wines that we sell. That's really good. We'll do it that way. Cool. We do an event in uh, at least once a year. Uh, last year it was at the uh, Portola Inn here in Atascadero, mm-hmm. and uh, we fed all our members uh, beautiful pastas and uh, handmade truffles and Ew. all kinds of wonderful things, and it's free to the customers. That's really nice. And that's nice. for our pickup party in December. Usually. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. I like that because, you know, the wine clubs, they get so tricky and confusing and now it seems like more and more places are just going to an allotment mm-hmm. where like you don't get anything for being a member but you get to buy their wines <laughs> yeah that's that doesn't seem like a good deal I to know, me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so let's go on this is our 2014 merlot this merlot won us a silver medal in the san francisco chronicle wine competition last year What's fun here is I'm going to pour two Merlots, a 14 and a 15. Cool. Both of them are very nice wines. People are divided on which one they like. The interesting thing is, it is the same vineyard, Adobe Vineyard, east of Passerobles. Uh, it is the same process, the same yeasts, everything. But what you'll find is they're both completely different, which is nice. And that's what winemaking is all about. It's not what you make the wine it's what the wine provides when it's done mm-hmm. we just you just do the process and see what you get mm-hmm. so this little vertical is going to be fun i haven't had a merlot in a long time mm-hmm. yeah the sideways merlot thing that, that's just crazy okay. and when people come in and they go i don't like merlot and i go well how can you say that yeah why would you say that i said have you ever heard of Petrus? Petrus is a French wine, and it sells for hundreds of dollars a bottle, and it's 99% Merlot every year. So, you know, don't yeah. judge don't judge it by a movie, please. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So the next one is the 2015. Perhaps a little more fruit forward, some nice oak on the nose, you tell me. So are your wines, like, made when... So if I buy a case of your wine, mm-hmm. do you want me to, like, go home and drink it within the next year? Or do you want me to lay it down and save it for... We've uh, already pre-aged it, you know, if you know what I mean. Yeah. When it gets to you after three years, it's probably ready to drink. Can you hold on to it? Yes, if you have a nice place to store it. That's the mistake a lot of people make. Yeah, is they leave If you've it got in the variations case. <laughs> in temperature and you're not taking care of it then you should be drinking it because it, no wine, no matter how good or how it was mm-hmm. you know, put together or whatever, if it's not laid down properly, yeah. it won't taste, it'll, it'll, it'll go quickly. I'm really advocating for people to start putting a best buy date on their wine. Like okay. with, when you buy a can of food, you know, it tells you like yeah. when to throw it away. I really want that with wine. Best buy this date. So well, I generally, there are... You know, you never then, know for but sure. But then I could organize, like, all of my wine. I could organize it by, like, when it expires so that I know what order to drink it in. Yeah. Gosh, well, there are general I'm rules. I'm to something. You know, a, uh, 
one thing is, for instance, Zin, Zinfandel should be you know drunk f- sooner than others because yeah. it doesn't have the shelf life that that a, a really good Cabernet or a, maybe even a Syrah or yeah. blend would have. So there's some general rules, but there's no uh, hard fast one. I stand by my idea. Sure. <laughs> You I like, can, but like, I don't think it's. Going I can't to catch believe on. how different these are. They are so different. Like, I'm really glad that you told me that it's the same everything because it does not taste like it at all. Right, same yeast, same vineyard. The so only you, difference is one year apart. Do and you think it's the the time in the bottle, or do you think it's like the weather and no, just the environment? No, it's not. I'll tell you right now, it is not the time in the bottle. This will taste pretty much like it tastes today, next year, both of them. What it is, it's, uh, you know, the weather, of course. You know, what what was it like this particular year yeah. versus that particular year. But more, um, it is when you get the grapes in terms of, uh, of timing from their perfect ripeness. And it's hard to develop and, and understand that perfect ripeness. Because as grapes mature, the acids come down. You've, you've had a, a, a grape that's not ripe, it's tart. Yeah. You know, and then one... Extremely sweet. So the acids come down, the sugars go up. There's a point where these these lines cross, and it's not necessarily the best point, but the idea is the balance between acids and sugars is not something you always control. And you don't, even if you're, like we try and do mostly hand-picked, up to now, all hand-picked, but, um, you know, when are the crews available? Is this yeah. the perfect time? Yes. Is there a crew available? Not till next week. Okay, so you make your adjustments, and you know you get you know you measure your acids when you get it, your pH, and you determine you know what do we got, what are we going to have to do if we have to do anything. Try not to do anything. That's the idea. If it's uh, you know, if you can enjoying this fifteen, I like the Mm -hmm. fifteen more than the fourteen. Me too. Yeah. There you go. And it's really interesting that you said maybe that I might find more fruit because I actually didn't. I felt like I didn't find as much fruit forwardness in okay. this one. Hmm, I felt but like just, it was. Just for me. You know, everybody's taste is different, and it's not wrong. It's it, Everybody has a different uh, palate, and what I'm, you taste is going to be different. That's why I don't describe them. Yeah. The best I can do is kind of give you a, what, what, I, what I see. And uh, the softer 14 for me, in that kind of Bordeaux style, if you will, and then a little bit more... I don't know, more acid, maybe it's not fruit, mm-hmm. maybe it's... I do feel like they would probably both be completely different with some food, like mm-hmm. if I was having like a steak or something, sure. then I might like the 14 more, because for me this is a little bit fruitier, which makes me just like want to sit on my couch and watch Game of Thrones and drink it. Yeah. I don't feel like it needs anything, right? I feel like with the 14, I liked it, but I felt like it needed something to support it. Interesting. Hold its hand, if you will. I'm finding that I think my palette, I don't pick out, like, the fruit characteristics as readily. Like, unless something's super obvious. Like, I think I call it, like, I tasted apricot in that one. Um, but unless something's super obvious like that, I'm not, I don't, I don't know. I just have a really hard time with, like, the different flavors. But I detect, like, structure and acidity and, like, the tannic structure a little bit more. So that's what I, I feel like I detect that more in this one. And I like that. That's the way I judge a wine as well. I judge a wine by its nose, by its uh, initial uh, flavor, its mid palate, mm-hmm. its its how long it, it lingers, uh, yeah. the acids, the the balance between the acids and the tannins, mm-hmm. and it's not overly acidic, not overly tannic. <laughs> you know, not that you always control that, but 
that's how I judge a wine as being, oh, this is really good for yeah, me. Yeah. And, and it's not usually saying, oh, it tastes like this or that. Right. That's, that's not how it comes to me. I feel like that's a pretty advanced way to enjoy your wine. Like, I'm not there yet. I'm, I, when I drink a wine, I judge it by, ooh, I like this, and I like this for this category. Like, if there was a chart on my wall, <laughs> and it had, like, sitting outside, watching TV, <laughs> eating chicken, like, you know, like, eating steak. Like, if I had Just categories, like, that's what I do in my mind, is I, I'm like, oh, I like this to do this with. Yeah. Like, I want this because of whatever reason. Yeah. And that one was, I like, the 15, I wanted to sit on the couch and drink a glass of it. Here's our 13 Cabernet. I had a 14 Cabernet that we sold out of. It was a medal winner, a, a very nice Cabernet. And uh, this one, to me, needed time in the bottle. We talk about that, and, and wines do change in the bottle. And yeah. We gave it an extra year before we turned it loose, and it worked. It's very, very nice now. One of the more How often, so like if you have all these 13s stored away, like how often do you open a bottle to taste? All the time. All the time. Man, I gotta get in. I gotta get Kurt to become a winemaker. All the time. You know, if, if you're waiting for something, you know, it might not be but every six months on that Cabernet, but, you know, I'll... Oh, it's getting better. It's you know. Oh, Ooh, wait, it's did there. you pour this last night? No. No. Oh. So I was totally gonna say this is what I had. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I had a lot of wine last night. That's okay. Hey, I, I make wine, and there's very few wines that I can drink and tell you what they are. Oh, I can tell you what a Pinot is. If it's a Bold Zin, I can tell you what that is. Yeah. I can sometimes pick out a Tempranillo because it's unique, and oh, like I say, always a Pinot. Uh, Viognier, the nose comes right to my brain, you know, and I yeah. can't miss that. But, you know, more obscure or more, uh, you know, out of three types of Italian red wine. Yeah, I have no idea. I am not going to be able to. So I, you might have said it, but I might have missed it. Where did the fruit come out of for the cab? The cab came from uh, a, another vineyard that didn't make wine. It was called Cocopelli. Uh, no longer, it got sold. Uh, the vineyard did. Um, it's east of Paso Robles. Uh, you know, I think they shared uh, a, a, a border with uh, Vina Robles. It's at, oh, in that okay. area. So how do you pick where you're going to get the grapes from? Is there like a, a grape fair where everyone who grows no. it like brings it? Or how do you find them? You just, you know, when we started as amateurs, we looked around, talked to people, you know, made deals to get small quantities. Then as we got further into it, we made more friends, more deals. Uh, we get recommendations from, um, you know, winemakers and vineyards if they can't supply us or if uh, they think that, that there's another vineyard that would have fruit that we're interested in. So we get fruit from a lot of people, Caliza, Alta Kalina, Glen Rose, Cass, uh, Stillwater, you know, and so how often, on. like, do you go there and like taste the grapes, and you're like, yes, I want this, or no, I don't want this. Like, no, it, it, or do you, you just trust you, their farming? You start, that you know them, and you, you start from that level. Recommendations from other people. You start with a ton of this or a ton of that to see what you can make of it, or what the you know the quality is, how they are to work with. Some it's just probably were, crucial. Some, <laughs> some, you know. They make good wines. Their grapes are pretty decent, but uh, you know the, the quality when you get them isn't quite right, or they you know they're 
their policy or their you know just their attitude isn't quite right. So it's a lot of things, but it's yeah. relationships that you make over time. Have you ever been to Autry Cellars in Edna? I know, I know him, Steve Autry. That's awesome because I was listening to you and I was like, I feel like you guys, if you don't know each other, you need to know each other. So here's our Syrah Petite Syrah. This one got a gold medal. Uh, was judged to be best in class in our Central Coast Wine Competition at the Mid-State Fair. Um, it's big and dark. And uh, wine enthusiast. I was fortunate enough to get a bunch of my wines reviewed by them. They gave this 90 points. So I don't... I Like, we follow wine enthusiasts on Instagram, but I don't know a ton about, like, their rating scale. So do you know about their rating scale? Like, what is, what are they judging, and what's the average score? You know, I don't, like, how do people get to 100 or You know 99? what? It's not a blind tasting. It's, you know, they know what they're tasting okay. when they taste oh. it. So I think even if you make a stupendous wine, if you haven't got a history in making stupendous wines, they're going to go, mm, they're new, let's not overreact, and you know, but I don't know, I don't know their, you know, I send off the wines, mm -hmm. and uh, they were gracious enough to send me uh, their uh, comments and their ratings. That's cool. Um, for instance, do they rate it in different categories and then come, with, come up with like a total here's score? Here's how they do <laughs> uh, I'm very curious. He's like, what did I say? Wine stains and everything. Uh, Matt Ketterman is just a beautiful writer. Um, and uh, you can read his, uh, here's the 90 points, you can read his description cool. of the wine you're drinking right now. Uh, I don't describe wines, that's his. Mm -hmm. So how often do you send stuff off to be entered into competitions? Or is it not, not considered a competition? It's just no. like they give you a medal? They give you a medal and if you win. And in like wine Olympics where you have to like, you have to get no. there like. <laughs> we maybe enter at most, you know, eight or ten wines each year. We do very well. For instance, there was yeah. only four entries into this year's San Francisco Chronicle. All of them medaled silver and gold. Cool. So, That's really cool. Uh, it's not, you know, we do that mostly because we're small. Yeah, and gets your name out it there. It gets my name out there, and it, it tells people that come in here, hey, it's just not me that thinks this wine is good, yeah. but there's others in the profession that, that yeah. do think the wine is good. This is our Zin Grenache. If you want to be an anarchist and blend whatever you want, that's what we do. We're you know, small yeah, I'm enough. I'm not sure I've ever had a Zin Grenache. No, blend. no. No. But you'll find a, a lot of interesting yeah. uh, things like that uh, and from different wineries that are just reaching out and going, well, wait, we're going to mix what tastes best to us, what, what makes us happy. Oh, that is very different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the Grenache in there was our 14 Grenache. It won a gold medal in the Central Coast Wine Competition, but we didn't know that at the time. You know, Obviously, <laughs> we're bottling and blending and doing what we like. We just knew that it tasted really good mixed with the Zin, so we did. Like what that. is like the percentage breakdown? Uh, it's probably... Something on the order of 60% uh, Zinfandel and 40% um, uh, Grenache. I dig it. Here's one of those uh, just this year, 2019, uh, San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition Silver Medal winners. This is our Barbera for 2015. 
So when you pick like what vineyards you want to work with, mm -hmm. do you have any kind of criteria that you check off? Like, do you look for um, people that are like farming in a like you know SIP certified or you know they have sustainable practices or organic or? No, not necessarily. Yeah, um, you just look for what what is the best fruit that you can that, find that I can find right now and afford. Yeah. You know, it's well. I mean, that's an important. Component. Sure. Some, some. You know, I'd love to have a ton of uh, Napa Cabernet. Yeah. You got fifteen grand. You know. I mean, a ton of Cabernet from around here, maybe anywhere from two to four grand. You know, four grand would be the top mm -hmm. if it's really, or maybe six if you're really, really, you know, some Syrah from some of the really great vineyards in the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Napa Cab is unobtainium, you know. So, question along those lines. Um, it seems like a lot of people in Napa buy grapes from here. Could be, yes. Ship them up there. Mm -hmm. So, when you're spending $15,000 on grapes from Napa, is it so you have the title of Napa grapes on the label, or is it because the fruit is a, at a higher level, or both? It's It's different. It's uh, the soils. If you've been to Napa, are there's a big range of soils. It is very interesting, and uh, it affects it. Also, their weather is completely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, here, yeah. this is this is hot weather growing. Our alcohols are going to be 15, 16 percent sometimes for good wines here. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. And if you want the acids to be right, and you really do want the acids, that's probably more important to most winemakers. pH is is more important than the sugar. Yeah. You'd rather have something at the right pH. Okay, it's got too much sugar. Put some water in it, but don't, yeah. don't, don't. You know, mm -hmm. if you tried to make a Napa Cab and and you targeted that fourteen percent, and you took the grapes out of the field when the sugars would produce a fourteen percent, you know what the you know the potential alcohol is in the sugar, how you measure it. You take it out early. The acids are going to be up here, and it will be tart and undrinkable. So. <laughs> You got to make wine, you know, in the style that uh, I mean, the wine is going to be what from the area that it's yeah. you know up there. That makes sense. That's why they're that all fourteen percent yeah. cabs from Napa because their season is different. It's shorter. Yeah. They don't have the heat. They don't. It's just different. Yeah. All right. I, I accept that. Thank you. And I might screw up a Napa cab if I had a ton <laughs> Can of it. You and imagine. Oh my gosh, yeah. that would be so devastating. But I would be very careful with that if I had it. <laughs> Where are these grapes coming out of? The Barbera, mm -hmm. also from Cocopelli. Okay. And, um, uh, so it's east of Paso Robles, about six miles out. I liked that one very much. I think that mm -hmm. one might be my favorite. I also liked the Syrah, Petite Syrah blend mm -hmm. after I had a couple sips. Yeah. Like at first, I was kind of like, whoa, what is going on here? But then I was like, oh, okay, I'm kind of into it. Where I feel like that the Barbera is very good. Yeah, the Syrah Petit Syrah is a big wine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of big wines, here is our <laughs> Zinfandel for 2015. We were pouring this last night. I don't know if you had a taste of it. Uh, this is jammy, raisiny, uh, zin like a zin should be. Perhaps. I think I must have had the Syrah last night because I know I, of the two I probably would have been like, oh. So what do you think about the zin for 2015? That's it. I can see why it's been a big hit. It's been popular. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's very, yeah, I wouldn't say very zinny. I, uh, it is. <laughs> so, see, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of zin I can, I can taste and go, oh, that's a zin. Oh, for sure. But, uh, not all wines. 
So every every year, do you kind of make the same wines, or does it change? Depends on availability. Uh, I think uh, we're trying to move more towards the Bordeaux styles, more mm-hmm. cabs and more, you know, Mouvet mm-hmm. and, and Cab Franc. All and... the things I have to wait years for. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> What's um, your favorite but... wine to make? Oh, um, we had some fun making a rosé this year, Ooh. and it will be out this uh, uh, next month. So we don't have to wait three years for that. <laughs> no, that was... Thank goodness. I'll we be, came in too early. No. Uh, in about 30 days, it'll be in here. And okay. it's so limited. It is it, it is limited to about 10 cases. Oh, my goodness. We did it as a, an experiment. It was fun. We used a highly acidic uh, Barbera and a Mouved. Ooh, and we got a beautiful cool. salmon pink color. And so it's what, just what day is this being bad. released? I can put it in my calendar. I don't. You see, we're so small. It's when we get around to it. Uh, um, I, I, I'm hoping right now we're working to get labels by uh, next month on the 18th because we're doing a winemaker's dinner next door oh. for our members at the oh, at Madonna's. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So I'm I'm going to bring that one out for the first time and let them taste it. They'll be the first ones. And also, uh, we'll be doing uh, a port. We have a, uh, a beautiful port that, that is, is, uh, is going to be released at the same time. Cool. Yeah, we'll have so to three, make seven. sure yeah, like, we'll, we'll come, come back. back for the rosé. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, a bar- I, don't, I can't recall having a Barbera rosé. Me either. That, at least not that I remember, so yeah. it wasn't very memorable. But I'm, I, would, I feel like I would like it. Sure. What we're what we're looking for is a substantial rosé, something yeah. that's not just a bland, pinky, like yeah. colored water, right? <laughs> and to get that, you, you know, you you wait as that's what makes it interesting. You wait until you get this really acidic grape that you know, and you go, ah, there it is, and uh, you know. It had the color and the acid, and then we had just happened to do some vet at the same time, got it in at the same time, and I said, well, this will be a nice addition because we need to up the gallonage without, you know, we're not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I feel like you have this really cool thing, right? Because you're not tied to the certain plot of land where you put in these grapes and then you have to do that same varietal right. every single year. Like, mm-hmm. you have some versatility. You can do something different. And we always do. Yeah. Every year awesome. we're looking for something different. You know, um, we changed up major suppliers this year. Will, mm-hmm. when the uh, grapes are ready in August, September, October, November, whenever. <laughs> and so it'll be a different year and a different wines going forward. And that's what makes it interesting. Yeah. You know, it is. I don't want to do the same stuff over and over and over. Yeah. That's really cool. All right. I know. I'm trying to think. I don't think I have any more questions. I feel like we've asked you a lot of questions. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> you've, been, you've been such a good sport. Thank you. What's like the biggest group that you would accommodate? Uh, yes. Oh, in here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Uh, probably 20, 20 yeah. or more There people. was probably 25 that night that I didn't sure. come in. <laughs> and I can handle that. It's just, uh, you know, I don't ever see that. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if a big... Uh, Bus came in. There's never more than ten people, and I don't see those very often, yeah, which is it's shocking. It's definitely to me. like off the beaten path, yeah. which is funny because you're on literally on the only path in a Tascadero. Yeah. But I feel like because there's not like other tasting rooms mm-hmm. like dedicated to one brand, mm-hmm. like people probably don't think about it, right? But who knows what could happen? I mean, this this like 
couple I know, blocks is changing. You guys a like got in here at a good time, I think. Yeah. I think so. With all with of the development stuff they're doing, the yeah. Like I no. feel like this area is just gonna get better. And there's and better. a new winery coming in just around the corner. Oh really? Uh, Kula. Awesome. Uh, they make great wine. I've tasted their wine. Um, I think it's going to take them time to do what they want to the room, but it's a it's a nice room cool. that they're awesome. opening, and it'll be uh, basically next to Fossil. Okay, yeah. I went to Fossil the other night, and they were they had like a guest pour from Wine Ghetto. Okay. Lompoc. Cool. And that was kind of fun. Honestly, I'd had a lot of wine by then. I think it was good. <laughs> We're not sure. You don't remember. That was when I had like wine and cocktails all day. Hey guys, and welcome back to Central Coast Uncorked. I feel like we already said that. Yep, that's but... <laughs> not the that's not the way we. This do that. isn't our first stop of the day. <laughs> Anyways, hello. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Welcome back after our stop at Ruby Cellars. Ruby. Yes. Yeah, Ruby Cellars. Ruby Cellars. Yeah. I always get confused. Like, is it Ruby Winery? Is it Ruby Tasting Room? Is it Ruby Cellars? Is it Ruby Vineyards? Like, it's very confusing. I feel like it's not that confusing. It is confusing. It's really, really not. Well, I mean, not for that place, but I mean, in general. In general. Like, in general, I'll give you that. But in yeah. this instance, it really wasn't that hard. Well, okay. Sorry. This is definitely one of the easiest names I we've ever I just done. mean in general, like, I never know what to call a place. Like, is it? Okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. Fortunately, this place literally says Ruby Cellars. Yes. So, so straightforward. Easy to find. It is easy to find. It because is. Because it is right on El Camino in Atascadero. And... So nice. Very nice. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. I felt like while there's so many wines that mm -hmm. it's almost kind of overwhelming. Like we tasted 11 wines. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you're never going to like like 11 wines. Right. But the ones that I liked, I liked very much. Yeah, I really liked the Skin Contact uh, orange wine, Skin Contact white wine. I liked the Roussan was my favorite of the whites. And I think oh. the Barbera was my favorite of the reds. The orange wine was the favorite of uh, whites for me. And then, um, the, and then the, <laughs> the Barbera, Barbera. Okay, now you're just being crazy. Okay. And then the Barbera was, uh, also my favorite of the yeah, reds. I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, I liked that place. Like. I love, obviously, a family-run place. We all know that. Mm -hmm. And talk about family-run. Mm -hmm. Sheesh. But also, like, it was very welcoming. Like, yeah. I felt like we could have hung out there for another hour and not, like, felt like we were being a total nuisance, even if we were. Right. And I appreciate that. And, you guys, they are open until 7 p.m. Yes. Thursday, Thursday through Sunday? Mm -hmm. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 7 p.m. That's awesome. Yeah, so Thursday through Sunday, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. So let's say you come to a Tascadero and you're visiting. Let's assume you're not a local and you check into the Carlton Hotel because, like, that's the biggest hotel or, you know, like. Definitely the nicest. Yeah, the nicest hotel here. Uh, and they're right next door. So you don't even have to drive. You don't have to worry about uh, getting an Uber or anything like yeah, that. There's a to, restaurant right next door. You have to walk a half a block. Yeah. There's two. There's a restaurant on either side. The, yeah, it's perfect. And then uh, if you're a local, you know, you want to, after work, you're like, man, I had a really rough day or I want to celebrate something, go try some wine. Yeah, or like, you know, there are a couple other like tasting, not tasting rooms, but like wine bars, mm -hmm. but they don't and there's have the beer, beer like the same um, 
atmosphere tap room um i feel like they that they were so down to earth in there Mm -hmm. it would be an inviting place to go have a glass of wine after work yeah and they do do by the glass Mm -hmm. specials um and they'll pour anything by the glass or you can do the tasting if you want to so lots of options there uh, if you go back in about a month or so, six weeks, they're going to have rosé. I know. I, and a Barbera rosé yeah, with very Moved, right? Yeah. That sounds... I'm very intrigued, especially after having his Barbera. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm really excited to try that. Yeah. So, we hope that you go and check them out. Yeah. And uh, tell them that Central Coast and Cork sent you. Yeah, please. Make sure people know that, like, we're doing good. Yeah, we're trying to get them more exposure and business it's good for us and it's good for them yeah uh so talking about exposure please go and check out our social media uh central coast uncorked is the uh handle for any of our social media accounts whether it's facebook or instagram and then we have our website centralcoastuncorked.com and if you have an android phone you can download our app which is also by the same name. We are working on the Apple app still very diligently. We're going to go this week and try and get that all figured out. So hopefully we'll be plugging that. Yeah, stinking Apple, man. iPhone app soon. Yeah. I really got to say off subject about, well, not off subject, but not about wine. Like, I don't know anything about technology as the ad lets you know. But um, I did not, like, Apple's phones are easier than Android's phones. Like, it's simpler. So, I did not expect Apple to be this complicated to work with. Like, I thought it would be switched because their their project, like, their product is simpler. So, everything should be simpler, I thought. But what do I know? You don't know anything. Sheesh. (laughs) Anyway, you know nothing, Jon Snow. (laughs) (laughs) Can I call you Jamie Snow? That was good. That was really good. That was really good. Anyway. Anyways. It's Sunday. We gotta go watch some Game of Thrones. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye.